It's January 3rd, 1998, and Sex and Candy by Marcy Playground is number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart. Hello, and welcome to Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. I am Quillen. I'm Trav. I'm Al. And this is a podcast where we talk about every song that reached number one on the Billboard Modern Rock chart in the 90s, beginning with Kurt Cobain's death in April 1994. Today we'll be talking about sex and candy, the third (laughs) single from Marcy Playground's self-titled debut album. Sex. In Candy, spent 15 consecutive weeks at the top of the modern rock chart, actually starting on December 27th, 1997. Hey guys! Hey, whoa! <laughs> whoa! What is this? It's a new season of of Tell Me All Your Thoughts yeah. on Pod. We have I not talked since no nope. since we last recorded. We've not <laughs> texted or seen nope. each other or anything since two thousand six. Anybody have like any any new kids or anything like that? Oh, I've got twenty of them. (laughs) (laughs) All with the same mom. It's uh huh. Yeah, the mom is a spider. (laughs) (laughs) The mama is a spider. Yes. Great! Wow, it's been a long time. It's great. I forgot how to work Zoom. Yeah, (laughs) that was fun setting up. Took a long time. Yeah, well, I formed a band with uh, Gary Sharon mm. uh, shortly <laughs> for a little while. Van Halen 4? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Wow. So uh, we're here to talk about Marcy Playground, yeah. a band that I, I've already established that I like a lot. Um, and Trav, I think you, you like them a decent amount? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. This was the first time I've listened to the album all the way through. Oh, okay, okay. All right. I so, really, Trav? I don't, yeah, surprised. I don't know that I could, that I could actually, that. yeah, that I could actually say that I'm like a fan, but like the singles I'm aware of. Hmm. Name three songs. Smells <laughs> <laughs> like Teen Spirit. Um, yeah. <laughs> The new version of that with my students now is the Sublime shirt. It's just like the Sublime shirt is everywhere. Ooh. And I really, I really want to go up and do the name three songs. <laughs> I won't do it. Talk about the looting song from the riots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love the Sublime shirt thing, though. That's great. The oh, kids it's are, huge. They're, they're going to be a okay. Big thing. Good. <laughs> Good. Got a bunch of bad fish swimming in the sea. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So do I read this stuff? I forgot. Oh, Oh my God. 
I mean, you yeah, just, of course. You just generally kind of guide us out, but you're I mean, the captain you don't, of the you, ship. You don't have to. Um, All right, yeah. So we're we're talking about uh, the song "Sex and Candy." Fifteen weeks. Um, one of the things that listeners will notice as we go into 1998 and 1999 is that uh, songs last longer and longer at number one mm-hmm. on the chart. So do we think that this is like a mostly a byproduct of the increasing homogenization of the radio landscape? Is that what's going on? Is this about corporate mergers and things like that? It has to be. It has to be. I know... There's that 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 thing about the 1996 Telecommunications Act that impacts right. radio that I don't right. understand that like changed everything with radio and I really think that impacted things. This is it, I don't want to steal anybody's thunder but this is the longest number 1 of anything that we cover. Yeah, I I was going to say that too. This is this was like the record at that point. Do you want to know what finally um bested the 15 i i know coming up we have a we have like a an ongoing duel between is it inside out in one week well it's it's not a song that we will cover (laughs) jesus oh yeah okay it's later it's a little band called nickelback in 2002 Oh yeah! Wow. Sorry, what's the song? Uh, how you remind me the, oh, the how hit? You, yeah, how you remind the hit, me? Hit. Okay. Um, yeah, I. Uh, it's just I. I guess I'm not surprised. I mean, they were huge. They were massive. I guess I'm not surprised that they had a number one for so long. I think I'm very surprised that the song that set the record is "Sex and Candy." That seems kind of. Kind of crazy. It does seem like a, a pretty unassuming song. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to say this is the most like, the, like the best song or the most culturally important. It might be like, I, like, I feel like a lot of people know this song. Yeah. Like anybody would know this song. You yeah. walk up to them on the street and be like, you know, Sex and Candy. And they, they would probably say yes. But. It was um, huge. It was huge it, when we were young. Like it was massive. But do you know anybody who really loves this song? No. N- nobody loves it. No. All of my it's friends, my, myself there. and all of my friends disliked it, I think, at the time. Like, hmm. yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, we'll get there and, and you know. Yeah. Per, yeah. per usual, like, of course, opinions change over time and whatnot. But like, sure. yeah, I just... Uh, it's really a conundrum in so many ways this song and and one of them is like how popular it was yet i don't recall really knowing anybody who who cared for it everybody knew it yes yeah i think that i had friends that bought the album and then i fell in love with the album but uh, i don't think that i was ever really in love with the the song in particular I do like it quite a bit, though, mm-hmm. so we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, real quick, I just I, I did I did give myself a little reminder about the Telecommunications Act of 1996. So this legislation eliminated. I'm quoting from Wikipedia. The legislation eliminated a cap on nationwide radio station ownership, and allowed an entity to own up to four stations in a single market. So basically, I think it's just that you know. Um, uh, a company could own a, 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 an essentially an unlimited number of radio stations, even within one market. You know, in Chicago, you know, somebody could own four 
of the big radio stations. So yeah, it's just uh, just the, the a smaller number of hands on um, the nation's I don't know the but nation's if, turntables. But if that <laughs> happens to be like the most powerful hands, and they decide that Marcy Playground is the thing to listen to this you know half year or whatever like they're going to be on four stations instead of just one yeah so it's much more omnipresent and ubiquitous than it would be um if um it were just one station and one you know one program director sort of deciding that this is what we want our station to sound like yeah, especially in contrast to the way that this billboard chart originated, the alternative airplay chart originated as basically being the college radio um, chart. And so, you know, it was like really volatile. I mean, it would be like, you know, B-52s one week and like, uh, I don't know, who's going to do the next? I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm making yeah. that up, but, yeah. you know, I think that was kind of the spirit of it. Yeah. So... Yeah, so basically each season uh, we have fewer and fewer episodes. So I think in in this 1998 season, um, well, I don't know, maybe we have like a dozen. I think there are ten. Okay. Yeah. yeah. In 1999, we have even. I fewer. think fewer, like eight or nine, maybe. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I feel like this song has sort of like the sound palette of the Nirvana Unplugged album. Does that sound sort of right? Sure. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that's really funny because like everything that I read about um Compa- suggested that. Compared it to that, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. And I felt like it sounds like pavement. This sounds like indie rock. Yeah. It's I, I was talking to Sarah earlier today about it and she she said she had never really listened to the album and I was like, I you might like it because it's kind of got like a slacker rock kind of vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, very, um, very much a slacker yeah. vibe. Yeah, I mean Yeah. I, I guess I can see both. I I do think um the acoustic guitar and kind of like not quiet drumming thing gives me some Nirvana Unplugged vibes. Mm-hmm. But I think the songwriting is more akin to um, Pavement or, or something like that. Yeah, it's, you know, with Nirvana, they would do, like, I mean, Nirvana was, I guess, like, quote-unquote simple, but unconventional. Unconventionally mm-hmm. simple. Where this is, like, conventional and simple, which I guess doesn't really lend itself to the pavement argument but like it is um I, I, it just seems so like kind of like casual and tossed off i mean mm-hmm. it might just be like the the cadence of the vocals you know that seems so uh effortless yeah um, well yeah tossed off would be the pavement connection yeah yeah so that of that a lack I, of effort i connect it more to that where it's like you guys need mm-hmm. to try or something like that <laughs> um and and it, i don't know it works but it's so i i can't believe that this song more than any other just happens to be the thing that like everyone yeah is made aware of yeah i'm i'm intrigued that you say that this song is conventional um 
I, 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 I mean, even at the time, like I, I, I mean, outside of the, like, even just like the Sonic palette and the, um, kind of like ho-hum, like monotone kind of singing, like, I, I mean, I feel like it's what a verse, a chorus, a verse, and then two choruses. And then that's like it. Like, which is, I mean, I guess conventional song structure minus a bridge, but like, I just feel like that was not conventional for the time. Like, I, even even as a kid, I was like, this song is short and like doesn't really go anywhere. And mm-hmm. it gives me like, yeah, just kind of like these awkward vibes. And I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm pretty it, sure without checking this, like the verse is like B minor A G, and then like the chorus is like B minor G A. Is that? Oh, yeah, well, it's like like that conventional G, F sharp maybe. Is that conventional? Oh, yeah, chord structure. The F sharp I, I, is. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it's just so like like three chords. You know, it's just so yeah. simple. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I think that um, uh, John Wozniak is the singer and the songwriter, and I think that he's very much like just a, a '60s lover. Um, we can, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and talk about, uh, uh, geez, I didn't write it down. What's the name of his? Oh, Zog Bogbean <laughs> is his, that was the name of his first project. And so Zog Bogbean was a John Wozniak solo project and released an album called From the Marcy Playground. And it's got like a Jimi Hendrix cover on it. And uh, (laughs) it feels very like flower child kind of thing. So, you know, there's definitely a decent amount of just like Beatles or whatever other kind of like 60s influence. And he he also seems like a big druggie um, in a way that, I, I don't know, I think comes off as pretty fun mm-hmm. on a lot of the record but uh, yeah i i really like the druggy stuff on this album that's interesting because i i feel like it's i feel like it's kind of uh fake like the a guy that smokes weed once and is like oh yeah <laughs> it could be the the weird thing is that um okay so uh so yeah you know the the, the first album was called from the marcy playground Wozniak grew up in Minneapolis and he went to an alternative school called the Marcy open grade school. So like the Marcy playground is from his childhood. And I was, I just, I, and this is just on Wikipedia, but like the idea that a lot of his songs were inspired by his childhood. And I think that that, I get that appeal. I think it comes off on the album. I don't know if it comes off on this song, but that like intersection of druggy alternativeness and like childhood memory is weirdly something that I kind of place in the same universe as like melancholy in the infinite sadness. <laughs> where like that's like that's the same kind of like intersection of like surrealism and like, you know, the children's story artwork and mm. uh and a little bit of a druggy vibe. We only come out at night. We only come out at night. The days 
even even with a little bit of like I don't know that nineties punk attitude in there. Oh. Um Okay. Yeah. I, I I really like I like your approach to it. Um <laughs> I think that it seems it seems like this just guy just like doesn't have anything to say and he's trying to dress it up in a sort of mm-hmm. certain way like like basically exactly how you described and like maybe that's all he had to work with were like drugs and nostalgia um mm-hmm. which is is fine but it um i don't know i'm not trying to knock it because i don't think it's bad i don't think really anything on this album is bad but it just feels uh, a little hollow uh-huh and I definitely see nothing punk about it. Like oh, there, okay. like there's zero punk about this album. See, I think me. that Sex and Candy is actually pretty convincingly punk. What What about um, it? I don't know. Lyrically, there's like, like a, the there, there's there's this um, the yeah and the dig it are like very appealingly unconvincing to me. Like, I think there's kind of a funny attitude behind that. And the, the, there she was is always like, it's not quite pitchy, uh, but it's like, it's uh-huh. kind of close. Doesn't he um, sing? Yeah. Mm-hmm, like a couple times too. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, it feels almost like he's like mocking the song as he's singing it. Um, but, uh, I don't know if I can really back up the punk thing. <laughs> okay, no, there's, there's this. It's an attitude. It's an attitude of. Uh, it's worth exploring because there definitely yeah. has to be some kind of like consideration for that. And I, you know, I, my takeaway, I guess, like my spoiler for this whole thing is that like this is like a campfire songs album like it's just a dude with an acoustic guitar who has like Mm -hmm. some songs he wrote by himself and like got some buddies to play behind him and that's it and so i can almost kind of like draw a parallel to maybe like the violent femmes which was very very punk in like Mm -hmm. how their approach to like um arranging songs was uh, and so I wonder if there could be some connection between that and whatever Marcy Playground is. Um, I don't, I don't immediately see it. I haven't seen it, but I'm definitely open to and kind of eager to like find that connection. Yeah, that's interesting. I um, I think lyrically, it. And and this is not just Sex and Candy. This is the whole album. I I kind of saw the lyrics as like um more just like kind of uh like Im- like painting imagery like not mm-hmm. not really saying anything necessarily just like yeah just like words that sound good and fun and interesting together and I kind of like that type of songwriting like just um. Yeah, just like painting an abstract picture of something, and um, yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. That's kind of because like the lyrics don't really make too much sense. Um, there's a story behind it, and like um, you know, there there are some sections that I guess are telling a little bit of a story, but like 
uh yeah it's really just kind of like setting a mood more than anything and I, i'm kind of into that i'm kind of into it ho- that. like these lyrics hooked you enough quillen um i mean i would say that there are probably lyrics elsewhere on the album mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm sure you know the song <laughs> in particular that just like killed me uh uh-huh. with hilarious lyrics but um yeah, I mean, I there there are elements of this song lyrically that I like. I think the like um, made up seventies lingo. I I don't care for that. I think that's kind of dumb. Disco lemonade. Um, yeah, stuff like that. Platform yeah, that, that was a little rote in nineteen ninety eight. Like that that idea of like I don't know alternative using using references to disco or something like that yeah. i don't know that mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't yeah, feel well, like that was anything fresh and new. no well and then like throw in the like trying to be arty about it and i just like like i don't care for that but like mm-hmm. man sing a weird funny song about wearing a elven cloak and <laughs> <laughs> you got me well maybe we should uh try to skip ahead a little bit then uh, any anything to say about the music video i was just it's, gonna say, say we should talk about the music video i yeah I, it's you know fine and abstract or whatever but like uh the like vibrant like oversaturated colors of 1997 have clearly continued on into 1998 and i think that will be the case all year um yeah yeah and it probably 1999 as well i think that was like definitely end of 90s uh music video was just lots of washed greens and reds and the music video has pretty heavy melancholy vibes doesn't it yeah it looked like a really sad smash mouth video (laughs) (laughs) yes i I think the first video that i thought of was fucking walking on the sun. Yeah, I know, <laughs> like, okay. right? Because it's got like all those like like super bright colors, but like yeah. also in a really sad. Right? Way. No, that's it's so stupid. Sad, sad Smash Mouth is spot on. <laughs> I think we might be going into a sad Smash Mouth spree of music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I, 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 do you want to go into the album? Let's do it. Yeah, let's let's talk about the album. Yeah. I love it. I totally love it. It's a top fiver for you from 97, from, right? Yeah, from 1997. I forgot I that was like six years ago five. that we discussed it. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you say about it again? Uh, gosh, I don't remember what I said about it. I, I do think that, um, you know, he's looking back on his childhood. It's a record from my childhood. I definitely will admit that nostalgia is a, is a big vibe. But the record is, it's almost like the ultimate nostalgia record. It's just there's something about uh, whenever all of my best memories of like my childhood bedroom are like spring, early summer, having the windows open and this like kind of like warm breeze coming into the bedroom and listening to uh, 
cloaking robe of elven kind and sherry fraser and opium they all have this just like warm breeze of the past wafting through your screen window kind of feel um it's somehow this album just nails that warm haze of I don't know. Maybe for some people it's druggy bliss. For me, it's like memory and humidity and weather. And um, it's a summer album for you. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I get and that. Al, I get that. Al, this was for you. You were probably twelve and thirteen when it came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's... probably probably had a copy of this. For I probably bought it for like five dollars from you know the used record store, and so yeah, I was probably listening to this when I was in like eighth grade. Yeah, so I was like fifteen and sixteen, so it it's a little different. Yeah, uh, and that's I mean you know it's just a totally different like I don't know I was at a different place in my life, but like um, I. I also, I, I didn't listen to the album <laughs> when I was, when, like when it came out. I haven't listened to the album. I, I didn't listen to it until I was, you know, I don't know, 30, probably. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when I finally did, it was like, oh yeah, this has some great hits. And I I knew the other singles and things like that. The singles, I, I liked all of the singles, but not enough to ever like really listen to the album. Um, So... I, I guess I, I don't know. I'll, I'll leave the single discussion to something else, but um, I think it's really nice to hear that as a 12 and 13 year olds, that this really like hits. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I, I like it now more than I did then. I think that I liked it a decent amount then. And now maybe it's just, again, that feeling of being transported to the past that, that, makes it much better for me but uh, let's talk about a couple of individual songs uh do you all like track one poppies yes yes Okay, good. Great. Yeah, it's not not often that you get a song with a little bit of a disorienting uh, sense of time at the very beginning. Like you don't necessarily know where the two and the four are as that opening riff is playing. It's... And then the, the lyrics are like literally about the drug trade in the 1800s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the riff is awesome. The riff is uh, awesome. The, the like, song is great. The great tricky, spirit, great energy. The tricky time signature awesome. stuff is great. Um, yeah. The drumming cracks me up on that song. Um, yeah. There's like, the drummer plays these really weird pattern on the ride cymbal. And it's just like, he could be playing it straight and be making his job so easy. But he's doing these weird, like, kind of like swing uh parts that i just like don't understand where he's coming from there is like a china symbol in there somewhere <laughs> there's like one literally one fill Kill that's me. done on rototoms <laughs> 
and yeah. like yeah. it's just like what in the world it's so funny to me like it, like first time listening through I, I i had heard the song back you know in 98 or whatever but like uh listening to it through this time i was just like uh yeah the drumming is like kind of a turn off it's like a little too silly for me and then listening to it more and more i listened to this album like maybe four times um and like by you know by the most recent time i was like yeah the drumming is super charming and and kind of helps to make the song um it's Mm -hmm. great yeah. Do you feel that way about most of the album? The drumming on most of the album? I think that the drumming on the album as a whole is a little silly. I think it's at its silliest on this song. Um, silly. Yeah. Wow. yeah. I, it's so it's so subdued and like um, understated throughout the album. I thought. I thought. I mean, it it is on songs. I mean, it's it's never like overplaying. <laughs> I mean, it's overplaying on poppies. Yeah. He's doing weird stuff on poppies. Um, I think he yeah. does that on a few other songs too, but not quite to that degree. But yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I I agree that he's generally an understated drummer, and that's what's needed on most of these songs. But but there yes. are other songs that I think he's surprisingly silly. Um, and doing huh. just like funny things that like that only I would think are funny like just and what I mean by that are like things that like I would never fucking do like things that I would just like that are like anathema like just like no like this is not a thing that you should be playing on the drums (laughs) Um, and it's it's kind of appealing uh in that way like it's great yeah I'm like super I I I don't want to like jump the gun here but I'm like super super excited to talk about this album actually all right can we talk about Sherry Fraser? Yeah. Beautiful. Oh, I saw stars falling all around her head. Red, gold, and blue. Sherry Fraser, where are you? yeah i i i texted you guys like because i thought that trav this this was in your top five i misremembered yeah i just i just um, fucking love sherry fraser sherry fraser is awesome it's It's so so simple it's It's so so simple simple. and it's so perfect it's Mm -hmm. so great Mm -hmm. god like what like it's nothing is happening like how do you make a song in like with like G and C open chords and be like, here's a great song. Like it's yeah. it's so much harder to do that than to be like very explicit, like like creating your own kind of like um I don't know, like scales within a like I don't know, or playing like really like um specific sort of chords and things like that. He's just playing like the first two chords you learn when you get an acoustic guitar. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's incredible. There's something that makes Wozniak effective is that he seems so disaffected so much of the time. Like on poppies, he's just, he just says poppies and he goes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's his way of singing. Yeah. Um, and he does that basically on sex and candy too. So then when he like, sing something really sweet i feel like it takes on this like added understated power 
I think he has a really like in a weird way for just like a grunge acoustic grunge dude. He has a, actually, I think a very pretty voice at times. Um, I, I, that's, I don't know. That's the way I feel about Sherry Frazier. I think the, the vocals are really, really appealing. Is that your favorite yeah. song on the album? Al? Um, I, it's, it's really hard for me to choose between that and poppies mm-hmm. and maybe cloaking robe of Albin kind. Um, uh, so yeah, that one, um, is also incredibly simple. And I guess he's maybe just hinting at the idea that he was like a D and D kid. Cloak of Elven kind. Is that kind of the that's, idea? That's what yeah. I was. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the lyrics are so blatantly pointing to, um, D and D or like role-playing games for sure. Yeah. You know, with that song, I, I felt like it, like to listen to it, I'm, I'm not super familiar with that song, but yeah. I, you know, when it starts, I'm like, oh, this is too simple. It's like a like a one, uh, six four five progression, yeah. yeah. And then it hits the chorus and it switches to like a three four, six eight kind of time progression. Yeah. And I was like, oh oh, yeah, oh that's, okay that's all cool. right yeah. It is, it is a simple song. It is a simple song. It's pretty. A cloaking robe of elven kind hangs in my wardrobe behind. All those things that mother said were proper for a boy. And I know I, I, I could not say why, why, why on this summer evening. Yeah, the, cor- the chords in the chorus, even though the, the time changes, they're just one, five, four. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, but the time simple. change makes it feel a little disorienting and makes you like it forces you to like pay attention. Yeah, yeah. a song. What about what about the second? Or go go ahead. Cole. I was just gonna say a song that I liked that was like super simple, and I was really surprised that I liked as much as I do is uh, one more suicide. Through the river. Pity no one was there. Um, that's just like kind of like a not a shanty, but like almost kind of like a shanty kind of rhythm in the guitar, and um, like the chorus is super simple, just singing one more suicide basically, and like changing the kind of rhythm of how he's singing that line mm-hmm. is kind of appealing to me, and I don't know, it's kind of dumb, but. Um, it was a really appealing, uh, song. I, I mean, I, I think that there was really only like one song that I kind of disliked and 
What was that? Uh, opium I didn't really care for. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the second opium song on the yeah, record, basically. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like it that it, it gets like it it gets loud and he starts crying for his mom. Yeah, I don't I don't think I needed the <laughs> Oh the I rock. love it. I don't know. I love it. I mean uh uh St. Joe on the School Bus is a rocker and, and I like that song, but That's probably my pick for the weakest song on the album. Mm. Whoa, the weakest? Yeah, it just oh feels gosh. like it's just kind of pointlessly edgy. That's uh, my... F- like Everclear? <laughs> like the PG-13, like nipple-piercing kind of like uh, uh, edgy, edgy It feels like, like Eric Cartman edgy. Uh, oh, said your dad was gay, said your mom's a whore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Buckle he- up. They said your mom, she's a boy. <laughs> I that was always honestly that was always my favorite song from the song. Okay, yeah, I, I think, loved it. I think that song is the best single, and it um it when I was a kid, uh, it was like absolutely my favorite single. Um, yeah, from from this album, and I, yeah, I, I can't. I was trying to think. I I know I listened to this album once when I was a kid. Someone it was I it was either my brother or it was my cousin Greg was like I know you don't like sex and candy but I feel like you could like the rest of it and and I did like I I I liked it um but I never like came back to it ever um until now and um yeah that song really holds up for me big time and uh the whole record really man like I'm I'm loving it. It's so so good. It's really really a great album. I'm really having fun with it. Um, wow. I uh, is the song is it Dog and His Master? That is the song that does the yeah. one little two little three little idiots. <laughs> yep. I love yep. it. That's my favorite song. That's a good song that's my too. My favorite song on the record. I love it. That's the it's that's so the only cool. song on this album that it was previously recorded by Zog. Oh. Beautiful. It yeah. it has like a um it almost reminds me of like poppy like modest mouse. Um that song. Yeah, I could see that. Like the bass line yeah. is like distorted and, and high and just kind of like a bendy thing and um yeah, it, it's I really, really, really like that song. It's probably my favorite. Yeah, there's some of that like sixties counterculture flavor in those lyrics, the uh not just the one little, two little, three little idiots uh, all dressed up in suit and tie or whatever, but the um, you can be any way that you want to be, how I'll be, that's up to me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a, it's such a, it feels like 60s sloganeering in a way, but like, I don't know, it's, it, it feels, it feels real. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the only other thing that I would just want to say about the album is I, I guess I just want to defend opium a little bit more just that like i feel like there's a that that song sets up this feeling of like real druggy bliss 
before there's this squeal of feedback and the full band comes in and he cries for his mom and it's just like it's it could be in the ecstasy of of drug use that he's like crying for his mom that he wants to like share this experience with her or it could be that the experience has turned bad and some like childlike part of him is is calling out for his mom but either way i just I, I love that song. I really, really, really like Opium. I feel like the first half of the album is fantastic. Um, maybe with like ancient walls of flowers is a little, maybe oh, too too G love. Oh, I love uh, with like the seventh chords like and song, like it's a little, but it does a little too white funk. It makes me. To it made, it. definitely could do some hacky stuff. It made me think. Yeah. yeah, it made me think of Dave a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for better or worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I, you it was in a right charming mood. way. It was in a charming like way for me. I, I li- yeah, I like that song actually. Yeah, yeah but like <laughs> after Sherry Fraser, it just kind of like transitions. Like the second half is just like, like open mic night acoustic Man, guitar I, I like and i i so like many. and i don't it's gone but like in a way that where i'm like another song that i love like mm-hmm. yeah but it's so it's i don't know that was such a mild song like can you write a song called gone crazy about like i don't know just like <laughs> right i mean it's like like this like uh, yeah i'm, I'm crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah like uh, with an acoustic guitar it's just not like very convincing um it's like the mellowest song about going crazy that i've ever sure sure (laughs) that's fair it's very mellow for like the second half for better or worse Mm -hmm. and i think that they they build up enough goodwill in the first half that it it allows you to kind of comfortably cruise in the second half Mm -hmm. and enjoy it but there's nothing i would go out of my way in the second half of the album to to hear yeah okay well, out of those songs that we heard, a lot of them um, were released as singles. Poppies was released as a single. It didn't chart. St. Joe on the School Bus was released as a single and hit Modern Rock number eight and Mainstream Rock number 30. God, I can remember I talk, hearing can I, it on the radio. Yeah, yeah me too. I heard can that I, song on the radio. I thought I heard Poppies on the radio too, but like I didn't realize that it was released before um, Sex and Candy uh, huh. as a single. But I swear I heard it on the radio. I just wanted to say with St. Joe, like the, the transition between the verse and the chorus is so awesome because it like the last chord of the verse is the first chord of the chorus and it just kind of hangs there. And that's like the best. It's such an awesome part of that song where it just, it's probably like an open E. Yeah. It sounds Is like that that? they made them beg them for more. Yeah, and it just hangs there. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. And then it like like blows up into this chorus and it feels so much more powerful yeah. with that foundation of the verse built like underneath it. Yeah. It's so that great. is a good chorus. Hey man, you don't need says. to convince me. They have the me. darkness there in their eyes. Yeah. That song slaps. Yeah. I yeah. It's a great chorus, I agree, Trev. 
uh we didn't talk about oh keep keep going out we can yeah oh i was just gonna say sherry frazier was released as a single in 1998 did not chart we did not i will also just say real quick about sherry frazier sherry frazier apparently was uh this guy's actual girlfriend and she sings on the zog bog bean album oh i think there's a song on this album that she's credited on too as like a co-writer i can't remember which song but um we did not really talk about uh Sex and Candy's popularity outside of just the modern rock chart. Um, while we're talking about singles, um, that peaked at number four on the mainstream rock chart, and that was a pop hit too. Um, it was number three on the top forty chart, number eight on the Hot One Hundred. I I don't know that I remember it being that huge. Like I remember it being huge modern rock you know in modern rock terms but i don't remember it being like on pop radio also um so yeah. that was pretty surprising to to see yeah it's funny how outside of the context of the album you could probably interpret this as not being that far from like what it's like by everlast or like the the roof is on fire song <laughs> like both <laughs> of those you that. know these like really uh like blase attitude acoustic guitar Wait, the roof, songs from this the time roof, period the roof the is roof, on fire the roof the roof is on fire yeah fire was that bird. the bloodhound game it was oh yeah. that song yeah i don't know well cool i <laughs> just remember <laughs> And I'm a dumb white guy. Uh, I can't remember a lot of the other words of that song, but it's kind of funny. Uh, let's go to the charts. Yeah, let's do it. Mainstream rock number one, uh, because this is on the charts for so long, we go from Touch, Peel, and Stand by Days of the New. Which we've talked about. Extensively, it feels like. (laughs) Uh, I think we're all on record as liking it. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good imitation, Alice in Chains. Uh, going to Given to Fly by Pearl Jam, yeah. which we probably talked about a little bit. I know it was one of your favorite. Yeah, it was in my top Pearl Jam songs. It was maybe my number one of my favorite Pearl Jam songs. Yeah, I, I'm on record for, for being pretty obsessed with that song. To uh, one of my uh, new favorite songs, <laughs> Without You by Van Halen, Are which you? I listened to for the first time yesterday and watched the music video and was supremely entertained. Oh my I don't, God. I don't believe you. Are you kidding? I believe that you were entertained, but I don't believe you enjoyed this. <laughs> my takeaway oh, no, from I... the song is that the kick drum sounds awesome on it, but that's that's it. It was shit otherwise. Um, yeah, I thought it was outrageous and funny and, uh, the music video was very funny to watch. I did not expect to listen to the entire five and a half minutes, but I, I sure did. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot of fun. Uh, on the pop chart, we're starting with candle in the wind by Elton John. Kind of candle. In the wind. Candle in the slash. wind. <laughs> it, I mean, the, right. it was a double single. 
Okay. We talked about this. <laughs> we've we've definitely five thousand candles in the talked wind. Talked about candle in the wind. Yeah. I don't think that I had ever listened to Candle in the Wind unless I've said that three times on this podcast. <laughs> but uh, I did listen to it last night. Do you like it? No, no, okay. not at all. Yeah, yeah. And I mean. How tacky. You write a song for one celebrity's death and then you just repurpose it for another celebrity's death. You could have It was two originally released friends. in the uh, okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm I do not uh I'm not crazy about Ellen John, I think in general. Oh. Yeah. Uh then we go to Together Again by Janet Jackson. Yeah. Uh, which is good. Jam. I mean I love uh, I, I love it. Yeah. It's great. Oh. It's okay. like uh you know it's got like the house thing going on for it. Yeah. I feel like like yeah, it's it it's awesome. Yeah. Uh then we go to Nice and Slow by Usher. Too sexy. No. It's I, <laughs> no such thing, but um it's not a good song. No. Like I just I just really don't like that acoustic guitar riff that's like continuously looped because it's so simple and dumb hmm. like that little quick hammer on thing um i just it, it's not it's not a good song usher usher does great things he goes on to do great things there are great usher songs but this is not one of them then we go to my heart will go on by celine dion all right I, enormous song i can't do it with this song i can't take it seriously uh, then we go to Getting Jiggy With It by Will Smith. Pretty good. I guess I just assume I haven't listened to this in ages. I, I guess I'm just kind of assuming Will Smith's not like a very good rapper, is he? <laughs> um, he was in like 1989, probably. <laughs> yeah. It's like he's corny for sure. Like this, this is a corny song. The sample is good though. It's a, it's a good, uh-huh. it's a really good sample. Um, have we had a big PG rapper since Will Smith? Mm. Like, does that, is there uh, any parallel in uh, the last 15 years? Lil Nas X? No. Okay. Yeah. PG? Uh, I mean, I mean, kind of. Dressing up like Satan and have, wait, or like having sex yeah. with a demon or whatever? I mean, like, yeah, in like 2020. Oh, like before that. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Old Town Road is PG. Yeah. Everybody liked that. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, finally, all in this <laughs> while while uh, Sex and Candy's on top of the alternative chart. All my life by Casey and JoJo, the kind of kind of the middle school slow yeah. slow dance song. Yeah. Great. Good. Yeah. Good. Good song, yeah. But. Um, anything that you all want to say about the modern rock chart? Hanukkah song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is there. What would you like to say about Hanukkah song? That's it, Hanukkah song. <laughs> Thank you very much. We've been telling me all your thoughts on but um, <sighs> Nothing. Yeah, there's not. I just can't believe it was on the charts. It was yeah. 25. What? Uh, the one song that I would like to talk about that I did not recognize was Lady Your Roof Brings Me Down by Scott Wayland. 
and uh, it's on 12 Bar Blues, and it also appeared on the Great Expectations album. And I remember getting 12 Bar Blues from the library and listening to it and not thinking much of it. But this track appears pretty late in the track listing, and it's pretty good. Yeah. It's like straight up a white album in yeah. a good way, yeah, I was, in a very good way. I was thinking Psych Beatles and like a little like Rufus Wainwright or like something like piano, you know, like fancy yeah. piano music. Yeah, God, do we need to revisit 12 Bar Blues by Scott Weiland? Maybe. Uh, possibly. Maybe. That might be kind of interesting. It was like 1998, I think, and yeah. probably like... He'd been kicked out of STP for heroin and stuff yep. and was doing weird stuff. And so he might was, have made a cool album. He was kicked out before coming before uh number four. Yeah, I mean that's when they did talk show, right? Right. Was he kicked out or did they just take a break? They just took a break. I mean, I think it was like more or less get, get your act together. Sure. But yeah. Hey, had either of you heard of Black Lab or Yes. You did? Yes. Or Lorena McKennett? No. I remember her. <laughs> I did. These were, I mean, Black Lab, what, uh, the song is called Wash It Away at number 22. That, I mean, it just sounded like Matchbox 20 tonic rock. Um, It was not good. And then Lorena, hey. Lorena McKennett, I just didn't know what to do with that. Um, That was like real... Bl- music i i don't know what uh black lab had a single called time ago that i loved in 1997 time ago um, i cannot that tell sounds you like a french kick song now. title oh Thank i you. time ago <laughs> hey i wait i time ago um <laughs> yeah no it's uh i i really liked it hmm. and i i it probably is not very good hmm. but Thank you for reminding me of it. Sure. Well, this Black Lab song sucked. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, uh, you want to rate Sex and Candy? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I will give Sex and Candy one little, two little, three little idiots. Three, three little idiots. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Three. I also will give it three bows and arrows of the elven cloak. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it. Zog, 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 bog bean. That's four. Wow. Four zogs. Four zogs. Uh, Yeah, I like it a lot. I would give the album at least four. 
mm-hmm. four album books. Yeah. yeah, albums maybe the, four. The album, I similar to I feel like the Boston's app. Like I I felt um, I had stronger feelings about the album as a whole versus this particular um, single. Yeah. Yeah. Is Marcy Playground a Nirvana wannabe? Maybe, kind of. I mean, I, I, more so than I feel like anybody we've talked about in a while. Um, yeah, in yeah, like two I years. Think, yeah. Yeah, I think the, the, spirit, the spirit fits. Yeah. Uh, tell me all your thoughts on Pod as part of the Off Shelf family. Head to offshelf.net to sign up for their monthly zine. The best, most fun way for us to communicate with all of you is via our Facebook group, Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Tell Me All Your Thoughts on Pod. You can listen along with our playlist on Spotify, Apple Music, or watch along on YouTube. Uh, Next week, I want to change our plans a little bit. Can we cancel our app about the Kurds by Slow Cube? Oh. I'd rather do an app about The Way by Fastball. Sure, we can we can do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, thanks. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. Bye.